It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It is Friday, April 8th, 2022. I'm Shauna. Beckler is away today. He took the day off uh, just to hang out with the family and enjoy this amazing weather we have. Uh, today is supposed to be a high of 20 degrees. When I came into work this morning, it was as warm as it is on any average summer morning. It was just fantastic. Unfortunately, it's not supposed to stick around. We're supposed to get some unseasonably low temperatures next week, but whatever. Enjoy today. I hope everybody gets out there. It's a little bit tipsy. Maybe a sunburn first of the season and and go for it. I'm sure it'll warm back up shortly. Uh, On the show today, we have an etymology thanks to Patrick. Actually, a couple of them. Uh, We talk about a terrible, terrible trend that I participated in when I was in high school that, looking back, is uh, it's none other than horrifying. We've got some great Vancouver soft headlines. Uh, Some of the softer, I think, that I've seen in a while. So we've got that. Going to talk about a great idea for the Edmonton Oilers that I have. Talk about people you know that were expelled. A very unique job at NASA, which honestly, I thought that this was pretty cool. But first, your out of context clip of the show. Looking like a mime who tried to do his makeup drunk is not a good look. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was just reading about how there is a gentleman at NASA whose job it is to smell everything before it goes to space. You heard that right. He smells. He he sniffs every single thing that goes into space. You know, I never thought of this before, but there is a good reason for this. Because if something smells too strongly, it could actually distract the astronauts from doing their job. He says it also allows astronauts to be able to smell dangerous situations like a, a chemical leak or something burning, which, of course, they need to smell so they know how to remedy that. But on Earth, bad odors, they'll fade away because of, you know, air circulation or, you know, you can open a window or something. But the space station or the shuttle, there is no additional air. You can't just open the window in the space station and be like, whoa, someone dropped a bomb in here. Let's get some fresh air. That is not how it works up there. So apparently even the smallest odor in space can linger up there for years which, again, could completely distract astronauts as they're trying to work up there, or it could even make them sick. So this is why George Aldrich, that's his name, he is a chief smeller for NASA, essentially. This is what he does. He sniffs every single thing that goes to space. I also was reading that NASA invested in this $24 million toilet, and again, the whole point was to make sure that it didn't smell. And for this, they hired additional sniffers, whose sole job it was just to sniff this toilet after somebody did their business. Okay, like their their job was just to make sure the waste didn't smell. I mean, I don't think I'd want this job. I don't know about, yes, what do you do? I sniff poop for a living. Yes, I'm a dump detective, okay? Uh, I sniff big dumps. That's that's all I do. If you're higher up, are you called a, a pooject manager? Or instead of a COO, you're a POO? Oh, I'm so sorry. Or a, a share sniff? Yes, share sniff Shauna here reporting for doo doo. I mean, ex- duty. Okay, I'm. This is really bad right now. I can't stop though. If you're someone who has to do the business, that too is a strange job. Like you're paid to go to the bathroom, right? But then in that case, are you an engine peer? Oh, actually, I'm chief engine peer. Thank you very much. Wow, that was a, that was a lot of dad jokes. I am so sorry. Okay, I. I have 22 kids on the way, I think. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So I got this request from Patrick on Instagram. He sent me a voice memo, which, by the way, we absolutely love when you do. If you feel like 
contributing to the show. If you have something you'd love to say, then make sure you send us a voice memo. It's always really fun. So, Patrick, this is what Patrick said. I'll just play it for you. Oh, hey, Shauna. So w- welcome back to the city. Uh, glad you made it home safely after being stuck in B.C. Uh, here's an idea for etymology, if you haven't done it already, is the word earmarked. And I heard that at work today about a resort uh, that should be opening in Bora Bora shortly that was closed because of COVID, et cetera, et cetera. And the term that the supplier used was it's earmarked to reopen, blah, 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 blah. And I thought to myself, why earmarked? (laughs) That just seems odd, no? Well, Patrick, I uh, looked into this for you. I don't know why I just said that so weirdly. But earmark is actually super simple, and I never realized this before, but it comes from the livestock term. So the ears of these animals were cut in a specific way so that farmers could distinguish their stock from others grazing on public land. They were earmarked. That's all it is. For some reason, when I used to think of earmarked, I would envision just folding down the side of a book, you know, when you like do that to a page, which I know is sacrilegious if, you know, you love books, but you know, it's folding down the page so you know where you are, kind of like bookmarking it. I always envision that. Where earmark comes from, it's like an ear, right? A folded down ear in your book. Thinking about that out loud, it sounds really dumb, though. So I'm glad that I know the real reason as to why we use the term earmark now. Mal actually also messaged in another quick one for you. She asked where the term butter someone up came from. That's actually from the ancient practice in India of throwing clarified butter or ghee at statues of gods to ask favors of them. So it was common practice in ancient India to throw these small little balls of butter onto these sculptures, which when you think about it, I was just like, would that not make these the most disgusting sculptures? Like, and then the butter would melt and would go all over the place. People are going to slip all over. Like, if you're trying to kiss the statue, which people love to do too, you're getting butter all over. Oh my God. Anyway, they did used to do this. It was, of course, part of the offering of food to secure favors from these gods, the statues of these gods, which, I mean, that's not uncommon. And then butter was really significant because it was the connection to the land and it made it kind of a a big deal to offer up butter to the gods. So that's why the term butter someone up is a thing. I love these. Thanks. Keep sending them. Learning so much here. Etymology with Shauna. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I sent up for text messages for the Flames 50-50 draw, so I got an update last night. As per usual, every game they send and say like, hey, do you want to enter? Blah, blah, blah. Here's the 50-50. I have to admit something, though. I don't think I actually like that they do these 50-50 draws that are now open up to people not present at the game. That was kind of the joy of the 50-50 to me, that it was still... You know, a long shot if you won, obviously, but it felt a little more likely because it was it was limited to those people that were just sitting in the stands with you, like the people at the game. In fact, I know a couple people who've won 50-50s and always super exciting. One person, I think it was around 35,000. The other was, I don't know, 25,000 or something like that. But, you know, obviously not a, a life-changing amount, but that would still make your, your month, your year probably, right? And Now it's kind of just like winning the lottery. I feel like I might as well just buy a lottery ticket if I'm going to not be at the game and and go for the 50-50. Do you remember, though, when Edmonton's 50-50 got so out of hand during the pandemic? I was just reading the combined sports coronavirus pandemic 50-50 ticket purchase numbers totaled. That's a handful. But it was well over $100 million. The Oilers 50-50 created seven millionaires. Is that not nuts? Like... The average jackpot was 935 
$1,000. The average payout was half a million. That's what was happening in Edmonton during the pandemic. It's funny because people were more excited for the 50-50s than they were for hockey at that point. I don't know if that's still the case. I feel like they should probably just take the team right off the ice, okay, and just keep selling 50-50 tickets. I think they'd make way more money that way. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Friend sent me this old photo recently from when we were growing up, and uh, this is around the time that we were all kind of learning to do makeup. Uh, learning was a strong word, though, looking at it. I, it was it was a horror show, okay? It was just a greasy, it is awful. We look terrifying. This was a big phase, though, and it, I don't know if it still exists this way, but it was around the time of just getting into high school, I guess kind of middle schoolish, where all girls wore so much damn makeup that we looked like mimes. Like, I'm shocked my mom didn't pull me aside and tell me I need to stop this or just accidentally, you know, involuntarily shrieked when I walked down the stairs. Just, oh, Jesus, what is that? You know, I, I looked like ghost. I mean, my my skin is pale enough to begin with. This is just terrifying. I look like Jigsaw, okay? That's what we all looked like in this photo. Look like a bunch of Jigsaws. If I were to see that walking down the street these days, I think I would actually be terrified that someone was going to hurt me. I look like a massive groupie for insane clown posse. I look like a juggalo. Like, I don't know what my parents were thinking and letting me go out of the house that way. But the one good thing I have noticed that that trend seems to have been, f- like, fading away a bit. And I don't know if, if the pandemic was part of that, but I've noticed that a lot of young girls are very natural looking now. Like, makeup and pounding it on like we used to, no longer a thing. Looking like a badly painted porcelain doll isn't something that you see that often anymore. And I think it's a good thing. Looking like a mime who tried to do his makeup drunk is not a good look. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So I don't know if you've seen this recently, but uh, Russian women are cutting up their Chanel handbags, like their Chanel purses and everything else. They are chopping them up. There's a whole bunch of these videos on Instagram and stuff. Some of them are using, like, I don't know, head hedge cutters and uh, very dramatic, okay? And the reason is, is because Chanel pulled out of Russia. In fact, if you purchase Chanel in other places, you you have to sign this thing, a pledge essentially, saying that you will not wear Chanel in Russia, which, I mean, that's a step further, and I think that's maybe a little overkill. But uh, because of this, Russian women absolutely furious, and they've decided that to boycott this company, they are going to cut up their handbag. A- am I the only person in in thinking that that's kind of a stupid way to boycott a company? Is to cut up an item that you purchased from them that cost you uh, probably thousands of dollars? That seems very strange to me. Like, I'll show you. Let me cut up this bag that I, I spent thousands on. Yeah. I don't know if that's the best way of doing it you know it's like the jersey throwing on the ice when a fan gets so infuriated about their hockey team and what's been going on with them that they take their jersey which they spent probably two hundred dollars on and throw it on the ice as a demonstration of displeasure that also real stupid to me. like you've already paid the money it's not like you're getting your money back if you throw your jersey back right like you've you've already spent the two hundred dollars I don't feel like that's the best use of your cash, especially because, let's be honest here, Terry, after a few too many, may have thrown his jersey on the ice in anger. Then when he sobers up a little bit, he's probably going to regret that and realize that he doesn't, in fact, hate the team as much as he thought he did after a few too many Bud Lights. You know what I mean? Like, then he's going to just go and have to purchase another jersey, thus giving that team money and even more of it. 
I don't think that that's the smartest thing. If I was the NHL, I'd I'd encourage people to throw their jerseys on the ice. They'd be like, oh, yeah, give them to all of them. You know, they could probably wash them up, sell them, use themselves, and then know that drunken Terriers are going to go back and repurchase another jersey down the line. If I was Edmonton, I'd totally do that. Jersey throwing day. Everyone throw your jerseys in anger. Yeah, g- give them all to us. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, we'll take all your gear, actually. Resell it. And then we know you're going to buy more. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I wanted to bring this up yesterday as kind of unofficial throwback Thursday, but do, do you know anyone who's been expelled? I got thinking about this recently, and I can't recall anybody in my high school being expelled, but it was definitely a word that floated around the school quite often. Thing is, we, we had a lot of bad things go down at our school, uh, so maybe they just felt that, you know, if they expelled one student, they'd have to basically ex- expel the whole school. I went to a bit of a rough school in Brampton. There were machete fights, and I got bottled. It was a time, but I was thinking, I was like, does expulsion even exist anymore? Like, can you can you even get expelled by school? In the day and the age of, you know, participation medals for students, if... If you do something worthy of expulsion, do they just kind of sit you down and have a chat instead? Maybe you go to detention after school? I just, I haven't heard of that word really in a long time, but of course I'm not in school anymore. So I was curious if expulsion is still even a thing or if that's not even possible. I was just talking about being expelled and if you know anyone who actually did get expelled from school. Because it was always a, a word that floated around our high school, but I don't recall anyone ever actually being expelled. And I went to this rough school in Brampton, and we've talked about this lots, but a lot of bad things happened at our school, like fights with machetes and skateboards. And and still, I don't remember hearing of anybody being expelled for this. And now I feel like it's probably even less likely because, I mean, I feel like punishments at school are a little less harsh than they used to be. So is it a thing? I actually grew up in Brampton as well. I went to Notre Dame. I know Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was, uh, yeah, it was pretty rough school at times too. And I remember a kid uh, brought brass knuckles to a fight. Oh, <laughs> that God. That was an expulsion. <laughs> okay. Uh, but that, but yeah, like there was tons of fights, like stabbing or attempted stabbings and stuff like that. And people didn't get expelled. It was just the brass knuckles that I know of. That is, see, this is, this is what's, I mean, it's not funny. Funny is not the right word in this scenario, but, but that was exactly it. There were so many bad things that went down in school, but you know what? Uh, now that I think about it, I actually think one of the dudes in our school brought brass knuckles, but he just got suspended. I don't understand how that works, but. That's ridiculous. Although I, maybe he did get, no, cause he was back at school. So yeah, that's Maybe he didn't use it in the fight. I don't know. But, yeah, this kid, it was like a little kid fighting a a bigger guy, and he brought brass knuckles, and he was out of there. You know, it's good to know that at least there was some form of a line drawn in Brampton schools where they (laughs) did. Good old Brampton. Oh, God bless that. But do you ever go back? Uh, No, not a chance. Uh, I leave them out like I, I visit family once a year and that's it yeah uh, my parents actually just sold their house in Brampton so I'll probably never go back to Brampton again so did mine they're living in Ottawa now oh amazing wow get out of Brampton oh yeah everyone's getting out I wonder <laughs> why oh it's yeah it's so weird nine VNS in 20 minutes or less. Sometimes when the news gets a little bit heavy here in Calgary, we turn to Vancouver and read their news headlines because Vancouver is just a little bit softer than here, uh, mainly because of the weather. I mean, it's a lot milder there, but we do find that the 
Even the news is a little soft in the way they say things. Just a little bit nicer. You know, they talk about things that are just a little bit happier. And today is no different. Uh, Here are a few Vancouver soft headlines that I came across. This is what they talk about. This is breaking news in Vancouver, okay? First one. Snow way. Vancouver could see rare snow next week. Vancouver. I'm not joking. That is a headline that I came across for Vancouver. Uh, you know, we all like the puns. That, no. I'm calling them that from this point forward. Vancouver. Burr. Okay, moving on. Giant full pink moon set to dazzle Metro Vancouver skies. Now, this is not so bad. Okay, it's kind of cool. There's a pink moon, whatever that means. It's going to, uh, you know, be over the, the skies of Vancouver. Using the word dazzle, though, I'm a big fan of. Also, the softness really comes in during the first sentence of this article. It says, Cherry blossom aficionados might want to head out a bit earlier to catch the delicate powder pink blossoms. Just everything about that, okay? Again, I know the cherry blossoms there are beautiful this time of year. Just very soft in all... In all aspects here. Next, plenty of change collected by kindness meters. Okay. Kindness meters? You have kindness meters now. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go back to the music here. Instead of parking meters, residents install kindness meters to help local nonprofits. Now, don't get me wrong. This is a great idea. It's fantastic. But honestly, like kindness also it shows a picture of one of these kindness meters and on it it says good vibes only never change vancouver never change the bns and 20 minutes or less podcast reading about this mississippi principal who was fired recently and you may have seen this a couple weeks ago but he was fired for reading a children's book to the students called i need a new butt So uh, he's challenged this and he's now awaiting his fate. But basically what happened, if you didn't hear about this, was a teacher was sick or couldn't come in and she was supposed to read to the students. So the principal stepped in and he chose to read this book, I Need a New Butt. So some parents felt that this was inappropriate. It's just a cute book about a little boy who he has a particularly large butt crack, I guess. So he sets out to find a new butt and he tests out like robot butts and armor plated butts. And also I can totally relate because I've been told I have a particularly long butt crack myself. Anyway, I don't see anything wrong with this book. It's just a children's book, but some parents, I guess, were upset feeling the subject matter was inappropriate. Now, as you know, Beckler and I love butts. We have lists of terms for butt and facts that it's called a thesaurus, and it, it, we have probably have 150, maybe 200 words for butt now. So I find this absolutely ridiculous. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, Beckler and I should We should make our own children's book incorporating our terms for butts because that would be awesome. We could even take some of the popular children's books and alter them to be about bums. Like, for instance, uh, instead of The Very Hungry Caterpillar, one of my favorite uh, children's books, The Very Hungry Toilet Filler, okay? Or uh, Where, Where the Wild Things Are. I mean, that one pretty much works both ways. But instead of Charlotte's Web, what about Charlotte's Windbin? Okay, talking about her her butt. A, a stinkle in time instead of a wrinkle in time instead of Harry Potter, Harry Pooper and the Philosopher's Kidney Stone. I mean, that one might be a little too mature in, with the uh, end of it, but 
You've been listening to the BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X929. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 minutes or less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.